0: Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Dan Titus. This is episode 98 of Gambling with Gold. And we are here to talk about the AFC East. Can't wait to get into this one with you, Dan. How are you doing this Tuesday, August 30th? We only have eight days until the start of the NFL regular season. How wild is that?
1: We're a couple Thursdays away, man, from uh, getting back to it, doing what we do best. I love it. AFC East, not a super interesting division, but I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of best that we can make out of this. So uh, hyped for it, man. Let's get into it.
0: I cannot wait to talk about this division, actually, because I have a couple of rants lined up and I know how... We enjoy when I go into my little rent world, so can't wait until those come up on the show. Let's start off with all of the odds for the division in the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are favored to win this division at minus 240. Miami, plus 475. New England, plus 500. And then lowly New York Jets at plus 2,800. Win totals for each team. Buffalo, 11.5. Miami, at 9. New England, at 8.5. The Jets are at 5.5 every heavily favored towards the over on that one. And then yes, no, to make the playoff, Buffalo minus 750 to make it, plus 500, no. Miami plus 40 to be in, minus 175 out. New England plus 160 in, minus 200 to miss the playoffs. And the New York Jets plus 700 to make the playoffs and minus 1,100 to miss the playoffs. My personal projections for the AFC East, I have Buffalo 12 and five, and then I'm going to hold off on the other three as a little teaser because I have some spicy bets on it. So amongst those bets, do you think there's anything that's mispriced at all or anything that's actionable uh, in your mind?
1: It's, it's hard to, man, because I think everyone agrees that Buffalo is is the best team in this division. I think the question really lies in is, is how far do you think that the Patriots may fall or how high can the, the Miami Dolphins rise? And I don't know that I want to bet against Belichick right now. So, you know, their win total, I'm not. I'm staying away from it because after what they just did last year with Mac Jones as a rookie quarterback, having pretty much an, an, a terrible offense, no receivers, they're coming back with the same problem this year. Uh, maybe their wheels fall off, but it's hard to bet against Belichick. We talked about with Mike Tomlins, the same kind of scenario. These good coaches find ways to win. Whereas the Dolphins, on paper, it looks like they did everything right in the offseason. They get Mike McDaniel as their new head coach. They got Raheem Mostert. They just released Sony Michelle, but Chase Edmonds came over, and then you nab Tyree Kill. So Tua has everything he needs to be successful here. Is he going to? I don't know, man. I'm I'm under my nine and a half win or nine wins for the uh, for the Miami Dolphins. I don't. I see an eight and nine season for them, and I get the hype. I do, but I just I don't know, man. Mike McDaniel is a cool ass dude has all the freaking press and like the, the one liners and everything like that. But I don't know. I think it's going to take some time for this team to get together. And I don't know if I'm totally sold on to it. We talked about last year, like you go get Tyreek Hill, Awesome. You still got Jalen Waddle. Awesome. I still got to see it, bro. I still got to see it.
0: All right. So let's start off with this. We talked about this probably a month ago that Buffalo was heavily mispriced as a minus minus one ninety favorite to win the AFC East. I mm-hmm. bet that at that time, now it's I will bet it again at minus 240. I told you on that podcast a month ago that it should have been minus 300. It's mm-hmm. still not minus 300. So still actionable to me with that number out there in the marketplace. Uh, I probably wouldn't touch their over 11 and a half wins playoffs. Yeah. I'm not laying a minus 750. I'm not that dumb. And even if no. Josh Allen got injured, I still think there's a good chance with this roster that they could make a playoff run. So plus 500 to not make a playoffs. I don't think that's actionable either. Strength of schedule wise, uh, Buffalo has the fifteenth hardest schedule in the NFL. Miami fourteenth. New England has the seventh hardest schedule in the NFL, and the Jets have the eighth hardest schedule in the NFL. So, kind of leans into what I'm going to go for here. Let's start with Miami, I guess. I have them projected to ten and seven this year.
1: Mm-hmm. I am
0: I am a believer in Mike McDaniel. I think that that offense is criminally criminally underrated what they brought over from San Francisco. I think that the early success that the Miami Dolphins will see in the season is going to be real. And if I were you, I would suggest getting on this bandwagon early. I think that as the season goes along, the bookmakers are going to adjust very quickly to the Miami Dolphins, but I can guarantee that the Dolphins are going to be a very sharp play early in the season. People know what this offense looks like, but they don't know what it will look like with these particular players. I think that Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert will have good, Good seasons at running back as long as they stay healthy, which obviously with bringing in mustard, it's always an come issue. on. Come that off- on, <laughs> that offensive. So that offensive R- line, right? That gave, <laughs> yeah, that offensive line in Miami last year gave up the most quarterback pressures in the NFL. They bring in Toronto Armstead. They sure up the offensive line. The system that Shanahan runs makes it better. It is easier to protect the quarterback based on what they do with their pre pre snap motion, all that yeah. sort of stuff. It should be really effective for Tua to have his best season on record. Obviously, having Tyreek and Jalen, that is one of the best combinations of wide receivers that you're going to find in the entire NFL. I think that Gasicki will have a decent season. I'm very, very bullish on the Dolphins early in the season. So I'll the hot
1: takes just go. They're going. Keep it, keep it My, coming. Love Miami
0: it. over Miami over nine. I may, I'm probably going to sprinkle on them plus 140 to make the playoffs, despite the fact they're in the AFC. However, They're in a really kind of a shit division. And I'll talk about more on this in a second, but uh, Miami over three wins in the division. I like that bet. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm very, very high and bullish on Miami. And the last bet that I'll make, I already placed this. I would place it again at the current number in the market. Miami minus two and a half and Miami's minus three week one versus the New England Patriots. I absolutely believe. Like I said earlier, early in the season, the Dolphins are going to be an absolute wagon. I would not be surprised to see them start the season 4-0, 3-1 against the spread. Love them early in the year. Definitely actionable on my end. And then I, let's get your opinion on this. So what do you think about the New England Patriots in general? Obviously, they have Bill Belichick. But the direction of the team, how, how do you think that they're doing right now?
1: Uh, Matt Patricia's back. I don't know if that's a win or a loss. Um Josh McDaniels is gone and you know, you got Mac Jones who didn't get a lot of good reports coming out of camp and he's, who's he throwing to still throwing to Jacoby Myers. They bring in, you know, Devontae Parker and they finally got rid of Nikhil Harry who just never worked out. But, you know, I I like their running back room. Their offensive line is okay. Their defense, they still got Matt Judon, who's one of the, one of the best, you know, uh, uh, defenders out there. So, edge rushers linebackers so i'm not worried about their defense it's more about the offense and can they score points we saw this team last year run the ball like what 40 times in in a game game? yeah Yeah. they won they did they did but i I think that they got out their pythagorean expectation they probably exceeded that last year so i think they'll probably regress a little bit um yeah, I'm just not sold on them, but I just don't know that I want to sink all of my faith into the Dolphins if they're going to go down in this. Because like the Jets aren't going to be that good. I had hope for the Jets early on, but like they got hit with some injury issues on the offensive line. And obviously Zach Wilson's out. I don't I can't trust Joe Flacco at this stage in his career. Um, so I guess I yeah, I could see the Dolphins finishing second in the division. I just don't know how many wins that amounts to. Um and like going back to your Dolphins point, uh, one of my one of my player props that I put on very early was Mike Kosicki under 55 and a half, under and a half receptions, yep. mainly because this guy just wasn't utilized at all in the preseason. And he's been challenged by Mike McDaniel to be more of an inline blocker, which he never did in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, great hands, more weapons. Um, Cedric Wilson is also there. So that's another weapon for Tua to throw into the slot that might take away some snaps or targets from Mike Kosicki. He could still have a good season. Um, But, yeah, I just don't see him getting the volume that he previously got when there was no one there.
0: Yeah, I think the thing on Gasicki for me is that he's always been a Tua outlet, and he's really looked for him, especially in the red zone. And despite the fact that I think that this offense will look a lot different this year, I still think that if you see your guy on the field that you're comfortable with, when there's real game pressure on you, you're going to look for him. And I I think that he'll be involved in the offense. And we've seen what San Francisco did with – Really game-breaking tight ends that have the sort of speed vertically, who can run uh, vertical routes really well. So, Gisicky, George
1: Kittle.
0: I don't think that, obviously, but <laughs> I do think that you know he's a offensive-minded tight end, and I think that there are th- certain things that Kittle did within the San Francisco offense that Gisicki can replicate. So, I I wouldn't completely write him off this season. That's all. So.
1: His blocking, I think that's the biggest but, difference between Kittle and. Yes. And, yeah, and, and but I'm Kasicki. not.
0: I'm not talking about him getting a you know a 90 reception season. I think that 60 right. and 60 and 700 yards seems reasonable to me. I don't think that your bet yeah. is bad. I just I wouldn't say Gasicki's trash and he's gone won't have any role in the team. I I think that he definitely will.
1: I I don't think he's trash either, but I think uh, I think we got a little bit of a signal that he's going to be less reliable. Um, in the passing game this year because he might be in line more. And he does have that big play ability. So, like, if he's going to make the plays, he'll get it open in space, open yep. through the seams in the middle of the field. I could see it happening.
0: Okay. Um, I'm with you. Uh, I want to move over to New England Patriots. So, win total set at 8.5. We're going to bet two, the under 8.5. We're going to bet minus 200 to miss the playoffs. We're going to bet under 7.5 plus 170. We're not going to take them to finish
1: fourth in the division. Did I think about it? You're goddamn right, I did. But I can't. I I can't do it. I can't do it. That would be that would be a failure upon epic proportions because I don't think Belichick's ever been that bad.
0: Last not in not in New England. Uh, no, maybe maybe in Cleveland, but yeah, that's maybe like 20, yeah. Twenty five years ago, so that doesn't <laughs>
1: really count. Um,
0: so New England, they have the seventh hardest schedule in the NFL. Yep. They only beat two teams with a winning record last year, and one of them was against the Tennessee Titans, where the Titans were missing everybody. And the other one was in that Buffalo Bills game where there was, what, 150-mile-an-hour wins, and no one could throw the ball, so they had to run the ball. So basically what I'm saying is they never beat a good team last year. Got a little lucky with the schedule. Not so much this season. And let's get into my rant that I made on our Hot Takes and Pancakes podcast probably a month ago. Bill Belichick is ruining Mac Jones. He's ruining his career. Why the fuck wouldn't you bring in a legitimate offensive coordinator to groom the second-year quarterback? You want this guy to be the next version of Tom Brady and lead your team, yet you're setting him up with Matt Patricia, and you think at 70 years old that you're going to be able to call offensive plays while you're trying to deal with the defensive side of the ball, something that you haven't done ever in your career? You're fucking 70 years old. You're great as the CEO of a team. You do not need to be involved on the offense. You need to hire a legitimate offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels was one. You let go of him. Now you have Matt Patricia, and I don't know, your fucking son is probably calling a uh, running place for the team out of the safety <laughs> position, that little weirdo with his mullet haircut. <laughs> I Get him the fuck out of here. That offensive line isn't good. It might be one of the worst wide receiver rooms in the NFL. You it cut is. half of your tight ends. You don't even use the one that you paid $57 million in John U. Smith. Your running backs are great, kind of. Damian Harris is going to stink this year. By the way, Damian Harris, under eight okay, and a half rushing why. touchdowns, that's a lot. I'm love all it. in love it, love that I'm all in on Ramondre Stevenson this year. Great. That's all I can fucking do on offense. You are simply ruining a really, really good young, capable quarterback in Mac Jones because you're too, I don't know, dumb, stupid, egotistical Google. to hire an offensive coordinator. Get the fuck out of here, Bill Belichick. That's my rant.
1: I'm yeah, talking. I mean, the dude loves he likes what he's comfortable with. Um McDaniels left before and he came back. Patricia stunk it up came back so i mean i guess the guy just likes familiar faces um, but the last time they
0: the last time mcdaniels left they brought in uh bill o'brien who was a perfectly capable offensive coordinator now they have matt patricia a defensive coordinator who's going to come in there and think he's going to be able to run the offense in 2022
1: no fucking way no yeah his, fucking off, way. his offense was trash um but i feel like everyone that leaves belichick just doesn't find success and then they come back home so i don't know but to your point, I, I think they didn't do anything to help out Mac Jones is the bigger is the bigger thing here. Devontae Parker, nah. Nelson Aguilar, nah. Jacoby Myers, cool. You mentioned Jonu Smith. They're not using him at all. Hunter, Hunter Henry is probably the most consistent red zone threat that they do have. But yeah, I just don't know how they're going to move the ball. So yeah, I, I think I, I'm definitely on Damian Harris under eight and a half rushing touchdowns. To me, like I think there's a very good chance that guy gets traded. If he doesn't get traded. He's going to be seeding touches to Ramon J Stevenson because that guy has a lot of big playability. And let's be honest, man, that dude just had really great situations to score touchdowns last year. So yeah. he's definitely going to regress. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, I, I think I could share your optimism or, or skepticism in uh, optimism that they're going to suck, pessimism, pessimism that they're not going to. Optimism be good, for, for my okay. bets, yes. Right. <laughs> So I feel that. So I can. I think I'm. I'm definitely on board with Miami leapfrogging New New uh, New England. The question is: Is how bad is New England going to be? Yeah. You think yeah. that there's going to be a chance that they could be like borderline? Like, what do you have them for? Six wins? Six and eleven. Yeah. You're sitting right there with the Jets, man. If the Jets can get Zach Wilson healthy, I have. We'll I surprise. have the Jets. At,
0: I have the Jets at six and eleven. Also,
1: I just couldn't pull the trigger on fourth place by itself. I mean, let me go see what those exact are while you uh, – before we, we move to – I'll make
0: – I'll make one more point while you go look that up. Yeah. Every single report at a Patriots camp, and they have some of the best beat writers in the entire NFL, guys that have been locked in for 20 years on this Patriots team. They have said every report is that the offense is absolute trash. They can't do anything. Every preseason game has shown <laughs> that they don't look good. Bill Belichick said they left all of their good plays on the field against the the Raiders in Las Vegas on Yikes. Tuesday, Wednesday during practice. Then they showed up. Mac Jones was trashed. The entire offense was trashed. This isn't getting better. It's not going to get better. I I don't understand what they could possibly do during the season to make this offense any better. What what possible avenues do they have? You're not trading for someone. You're not going to hire an offensive coordinator mid season. Yes, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest guys ever at adjusting on the fly but still I I don't know I don't see it there's there's no path for me for them to have a really successful season this year they can run the ball as much as they want we know this is a passing league if you can't right. pass the ball effectively and you don't have a good play caller making the right decisions for you you ain't going anywhere I don't care how good the defense is so give me 6-11 for the Patriots that might be a little spicy or a lot of spicy depending on how you look at it but sorry prove it
1: 20-1 to 1. Twenty to one. Twenty to the one on Buffalo. Bills. Buffalo, yeah. Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots. Exact order.
0: The problem with that is I, I'm very confident in the first two, and I think that that right. top two exact it might be a good bet. I don't. I can't trust the the Jets go three and fourteen and fuck this whole thing up. Even if the Patriots <laughs> are terrible, like I think they're going to be. Do you, right. do you trust the Jets? We are, we're basically no, whole, We're not. We're
1: not doing that. We're not. That doing
0: whole the whole bet is: Will the Jets finish third? Um, right. I, I I don't know. I I'd rather trust my dog than whoever the Jets <laughs> running backs are. Or what I don't know. Like they stink.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one to do. Um, oh, one to go back. One other point: Buffalo yeah. Bills. You said yeah. you're not going to touch their win total. What do you think half, about? Yeah. With, what do you think about? Do you think you can get that at a better number given how rough their schedule is to start and how great it is at the end? You are, Dan, this is why I love
0: doing podcasts with you. You set me up perfectly. (laughs) Their first seven games of the season, they have the fourth hardest schedule in the NFL over that period of time. They are facing no team that is projected to win less than eight and a half games in Las Vegas. Also, this is probably worth noting on the Bills at some point, they had the best injury luck in the NFL last season that's probably going to regress. Not a great sign for them. I know that they're deep, great, great roster, but they're probably going to get bit a little bit more this season. So, yes, I do think that there's value on waiting on any of the Buffalo numbers. Maybe not for the division, but for a win total, live in-season win total, or some other bets, maybe some Super Bowl, AFC, stuff like that. A, yeah, I definitely think it. that there's value in waiting on that.
1: Agreed. Yeah, that's what I, exactly what I wanted to bring up. I mean, to win the AFC – Right now, they're plus 280. You could probably get that at a better number if they stumble out the gates.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm so deep in my hole on the Ravens winning the AFC at this point that I don't know if I can bet the Bills. But you're right. There probably is going to be a substantial amount of value. Unless, I mean, if they come out like 6-1 and over that stretch, like they're going to be like plus 200 with the Super Bowl. It's going to be nuts. So, I mean, they're they're favored by 2.5 against the Rams week one, which, by the way, I think that I'm going to end up on the Rams in that game. But Mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there uh I don't know maybe they're just so good that it doesn't matter how difficult the schedule is but I I would figure that they're probably gonna start if they start like three and two like absolutely there's so much value on betting the bills at that point
1: yeah for sure um but yeah totally agree with that that's that's definitely the the point I wanted to bring up for Buffalo don't don't buy in now buy later if you if you can Uh,
0: Last bet I have on the Bills now that we're talking about them. Uh, we talked about this on a previous podcast, our player props, but Stefan Diggs under and 99.5 receptions this year. I still feel strongly about that one. I think it'll be close. I think he'll be in the 90s. But his targets have come down a little bit. Gabe Davis is going to step up. I think that with their – I'll call it a three-headed monster running back room at this point. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more. I'm really interested to see what – and I, I, this is kind of my biggest question for them at this point is – what is Ken Dorsey versus Brian Dayball as an offensive coordinator? What does that look like? Is there a change? Is it more of the same? Um, I think that'll be really important. And then just how, how much do they actually utilize running backs? Because last year, they're probably one of the most pass-happy teams in the NFL. Do they change a little bit? Do they utilize Josh Allen passing a lot early in the games? And then if, last year, they were just like, oh, we're going to pass all the way through the fourth quarter. At this point, they're like, let's slow down the game. Let's slow down the game. Let's run the ball a little bit more. Let's try to protect our guys a little bit more with these big leads that they're likely going to have at some point during the season. Um, I think that's kind of my biggest question or concern for the bills.
1: Yeah, I don't, I feel like I don't have that concern for the bills only because of how close they got to the, the the possible championship last year and to lose that way. I think this team is going to go balls to the wall, like almost, you know, let's get Josh's MVP because this dude is one of the best players in the league. Um, Just looking at Stefan Diggs, man, like, I love his, his route participation, number seven, um, number two in air yards, number two in red zone targets. Like this dude's not going anywhere. Um, number eight in receptions at 103. I think that's still very safe betting him to go over 90 receptions because this this offense is gonna be so explosive. He's still the top target on the with the best quarterback in the NFL. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be sweating that one at all, even if Ooh. Gabe Davis ascends, like it might come at the cost of like Dawson Knox or maybe it's less targets for Isaiah McKenzie, but Stefan Diggs is always going to get his Khalil Shakur. He'll have his, he'll have his moments. He'll have his moments. Have, uh, you, been doing, have you been drafting him in redraft though? You haven't gone that far.
0: Uh, I haven't just because I don't think yeah. there's value in a, in a, in a home league, 16 draft picks. Yeah. Probably not, but he's definitely someone that I've started the waiver wire. Uh, in case any of my league mates are out there, you better get in early. Cause the first time that he has <laughs> 90 yards in a game, your boy's scooping right. him up real quick. Um, all right, I guess let's move over to the New York. Oh, actually, sorry. I want to bring back one point that you made there. Josh Allen, best quarterback in the NFL. You ready? To, you ready to go there?
1: I, you said it. Yeah, I. He's. I think he's top three. What's he's the list? The, I I don't know if I could say the best yet. What's um, the list? Mah- I mean, if we're talking straight skill, I'm saying Mahomes is first, and then probably. I mean, you still can't hate on Rodgers. He did an MVP twice the last two years. Um, uh, I think I can slide him behind Aaron Rodgers. I feel comfortable doing that.
0: I mean, I'm ready, ready to the go anti- there.
1: I'm not ready to anoint Justin Herbert yet. I'm not ready to go there. Oh, sad. Can't go. I can't uh, go there yet. We'll we'll uh, go there that's, next. That's, we'll go there on another conversation, but
0: I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, my top five quarterbacks are. No, I put myself on the spot. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> probably Mahomes, Rogers. too. I'm, you know what? I don't care that got- I'm against him this year, and he's still 45. I'm still until someone knocks off Tom Brady. A- a- a One more time. Uh, a- so I'll put him at I'll put him at three. I'll put Allen at four, and I'll put Herbert at five. I think that's probably the list. I, I think that's fair. I group that. Um, all right, let's move over to the New York Jets. Eighth hardest schedule in the NFL. Plus 2,800 to win the division. Five and a half wins. Plus 700 to make the playoffs. The only question I have about them is like, what does the growth of Zach Wilson look like? And can you develop the young course? The only thing that matters this season, you got to know what you have at quarterback. Other than that, they have the third worst net rest advantage in the NFL. They have the second worst fumble luck in the NFL. So it's kind of like they're hard schedule, but they'll regress positively. Um, be interesting to see what happens with them this season. I don't really have a read on them and we're not going to see Zach Wilson for a couple of weeks. So who the fuck knows? All I know is, Hey, week one, Baltimore
1: minus seven at the New York Jets. Best tier teaser leg that you um, can possibly use. I'm about to say, yeah, get off that key number. But yeah. Um, yeah, tease them. Yeah. I'm teasing them down. Give give the Ravens that all day. All day. All right. So My, what are your opinions? Sean Harbaugh on the Jets, just doesn't okay. win in week one. Yeah. Uh, or doesn't lose in week one. Um, so the Jets, uh, I felt a lot better about him when Milf Hunter was still in the fold here. Um now that we're at Joe Flacco. I'm not inspired. Like, I've heard takes that he might be able to open up the offense a little bit more. Obviously, as a steady head, he's a veteran quarterback, Super Bowl winner. But, you know, when you had to bring in Dwayne Brown off the street, you're sliding different pieces around in the offensive line from the right tackle to the left tackle to accommodate this. Makai Beckton, that's a big loss. Um, they got the weapons on offense. Like, there's no denying that. I just don't know what this team looks like when it's all put together. It ain't gonna be Denzel Mims, thank God. But I I just can't call it, man. I don't know what this team looks like with with Zach Wilson and either and with Joe Flacco. Like Brees Hall certainly looks explosive in practice, but when it came to the games, he was not. Michael Carter was straight. Um they brought back Tevin Coleman. Why? Uh, I, I don't know. This team is just, I think Salah needs to do more. Like, I don't I don't know what it is. I just don't I'm not excited about this team without Zach Wilson in the game. And even if he was, I don't know if I can see this team getting over five wins, even though you have him at six. It's going to be tough for them to get there with with Wilson potentially missing a couple games.
0: Yeah, I just don't know what this team looks like. Uh, I agree with you on the playmakers, although they're all very young. Uh, I would say the one that I'm most excited about is is Elijah Moore. I think that we're probably both on him for fantasy. If someone's going to break out on the Jets, it's probably going to be him. Uh, Jeff Hasley, who works for us, the champions round, thought that he may be the next coming of Antonio Brown, which I thought was a really hot take, but didn't necessarily hate it.
1: Uh, love it gives me more DJ more vibes, but I, I like to go with a B there. I, I it I was see that, Hey, the show is hot takes and pancakes. So I love the hot take there, but, uh,
0: <laughs> I, I do think that Elijah Moore is the one that breaks out this season. Yeah. We'll see what Garrett Wilson brings. Uh, might be a slow first year for him just because of who's playing quarterback, not anything else. I'm on a bet for Brees Hall. I'm under 800.5 rushing yards this season.
1: Uh, I think just it's just a matter it sounds, of touching. It sounds aggressive for uh, for a guy that hasn't even been anointed a three-down back or starter yet.
0: Exactly. And I think that Michael Carter, who they drafted last year, is going to be heavily involved. Tim Coleman's still there. He's still going to have a role. Uh, I don't see Brees Hall probably being the lead guy in this offense until, outside of like injuries that force him into it, probably not until like week 10 or 11. And at that point, you know, maybe he has three or 400 yards rushing. I think it's going to be a pretty slow start for Brees Hall, especially given the issues that they have at offensive line. And now you don't even have Zach Wilson with the throw, throwing the ball deep. Uh, Joe Flacco, it's probably going to be a really, really slow start for Brees Hall. So if you're playing him in fantasy, personally, a strategy that I would use is, if you like him, don't draft him. Wait until midseason when he's going to be really cheap and go get him. Because I think the second half of the year, he could definitely be one of those guys that breaks out uh, during the stretch run.
1: In terms of the running backs, since Salah came from the Shanahan system, do you see any committee-type approach through the long haul, or do you think that eventually Brees Hall is going to emerge as like the the lead dog alpha in that?
0: Uh, It'll be interesting to see. So Mike LaFour is their offensive coordinator. Um, We can look at a bunch of different – so we can look at San Francisco, which basically has never had a stalwart running back with Kyle Shanahan. Atlanta a little bit more with Devontae Freeman – uh he was kind of like the the one A-ish back when the head Tevin Coleman. Also when Tevin Coleman was sick, right uh as the one B. He was probably getting uh, you know, it was probably a 60-40 split there. Mm-hmm. We could go up to Green Bay and look at what his brother's doing with the Packers. Right. Uh I mean Aaron Jones was the guy for a long time. He was definitely a one. He's probably still a one. But now you have A.J. Dillon. That's probably like a 60-40 split, although Aaron Jones is going to catch a shit ton of balls this year. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you can't really get around. They've never had like a, oh, we're giving you 80% of the the carries this season. That doesn't really happen.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's why
1: I like like the 800 yards even more. That just seems like a bit much just considering all that.
0: All right. So let me go through all the bets I have on this division. So Buffalo minus 190 to win the division. That's not available anymore. I would bet it up. I'm going to say – I think it should be 300. I'll say bet it up to minus 250. So you have a little bit of wiggle room there. New England under eight and a half, under seven and a half, plus one Miami over nine Diggs under 99 and a half receptions, Miami over three divisional wins. Breeze hall under 800.5 rushing yards, Damian Harris under 8.5 rushing touchdowns. Do you have any other bets that you were interested in making?
1: Yeah, I got Josh Allen over 34 and a half passing TDs. Damian Harris under um, eight and a half rushing TDs and Gesicki under 55 and a half receptions. And I'm definitely going to take that New England under eight and a half. And the Miami Dolphins, as spicy as it is, against my boy here, I'm taking them under nine because I I don't – I haven't – I got to see it. I got to see it, Tua. I got to see uh, it. Fair, fair enough. I completely understand why anyone would be hesitant
0: to bet on Tua Tagovailoa. I didn't want to do it myself, but I was convinced otherwise. Uh
1: and I'm You were throwing fan. up saying that man's name last year. Like, who is this guy? He needs it's to two. be out of there. And now look at it. you get you get blessed with Tyreek Hill, look how it changes his minds.
0: It's really look, Tyreek has part it's of it. More, it's my more, it more Mike it. McDaniel. I get it. It's I Mike. just love Mike McDaniel. You know what's a funny story? So uh when Oregon was hiring their head coach when Willie Taggart left to go to Florida State and we hired Mario Cristobal. I went in, it was like Shanahan's, this must've been the Shanahan, maybe his first successful season in San Francisco. I was like, who the fuck runs their offense other than Kyle Shanahan? And I saw Mike LaFour and Mike McDaniel, who were their co-offensive coordinators. I was like, who runs Who does the running game? And it was Mike McDaniel. And I talked to my buddies in the Oregon Athletic Department. I said, Can you go look at this guy? Like, I would love him to be the head coach. And the response I got was who? So... I I feel semi-validated that I was like on this guy five years ago. Yeah. Um, I've loved him ever since. I think that that Shanahan system is really special. Everyone that talks about this guy says that he's a a genius. Mm -hmm. Uh so I'm willing to bet on that, especially early in the season on the Miami Dolphins. I think it's a really, really great creative hire. Um and getting Tyreek Hill, man, could be special. Uh I'm not still not the believer in Tua. Still got to prove it on the field, but I think that. If anyone was going to put him in a position to be successful, Mike McDaniel is certainly going to do that for him. We've seen what, I mean, Jimmy G's not a great quarterback. Great. But he was accurate. And if the Tua is one thing, he throws a wildly catchable ball,
1: and he's very accurate. That's all I'm hoping (laughs) for here. That's all I'm hoping for. Very accurate. The most accurate he's ever seen. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Totally sure. (laughs) Absolutely sure.
0: All right, why don't we close out this podcast with our divisional MVP and LVP. Why
1: don't you hit me with the MVP first? MVP. Yeah, I mean, oh, actually, Stephon Diggs. I'm going to go Stephon Diggs. Um, I think he's really going to make it, he's going to make it great for Josh Allen to potentially get MVP. I think he's going to have a really explosive year. Not that the people are down on him, but I think that people think that that 100, 100 receptions, you know, 10 plus touchdowns over, you know, 11, 1,200 yards last year was a fluke, or he's not capable of that. Like I think that that's what definitely in the realm of possibilities here, especially with the offense being so good. Least valuable player, I'm gonna go with um Damian Harris. I I just don't think he's gonna be anywhere near as good this year. And I think we'll see Ramaj Stevenson take a leap forward. And he could do that because I think he's gonna be the James White role. Um, which I think should really raise his value if you're playing fantasy. Like I think that that's what's really going to be the difference maker in Stevenson this year.
0: Fair enough. I'm definitely all over Stevenson this year. Uh, MVP. I have Josh Allen, but that's too obvious because he's favored to win MVP. So right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to call this most valuable person, and I'm going to say Mike McDaniel. We already talked about it.
1: Oh, that's so heartwarming. <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: LVP. I already went on a rant about him. Fuck Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick. I'm out. I'm out.
1: Respect. Respect. Hating on uh, Bill. I love it.
0: Hating on Bill. That's a good way to close out this podcast. All right. That was uh, Gambling with Gold episode 98, AFC East Divisional Gambling Preview. We'll be back with one more. We have the AFC West to close it out. The best division in football. Can't wait to get into that one. Dan, until next time, good luck with all your bets. We'll talk to you soon.